Hey everybody, welcome to Pale in Comparison. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbo's least appreciated work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Damages, chapters 2.1 and 2.2. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether Matthew and Edith are ever free of the doom and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapter we are covering. I feel like eventually we're going to be coming up with really, like, really minor spoilery questions. Like, it's already <laughs> been kind of hard. I also keep picking <laughs> things I don't know the answer to because I'm like, ooh, this is a question. Instead of going back and being like, if you don't know what Avery's siblings' names are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> if you don't know whether Burma's dad ever stopped sucking and don't want uh-huh. us to tell you. If you don't know, you're a bad judge character. <laughs> hey, I mean, to be fair, in the beginning, I mean, I still didn't really have much hope, but there were some people that did, and they... That's true. You know, That's it's true. like, he he sucked, but it's like, he might, he might, you know, we were all, I feel like a lot of people were expecting to get into his head and be like, okay, this is why he sucks. But, like, I think that he has the capacity to improve and to be better and to change. I just don't think he wants to at all. No, because, yeah, he's pretty So I don't shit. think he will. No, he totally won't. Um, yeah. He needs some bad dreams or something. Even though I don't, <laughs> even then I don't think it'll necessarily help. I, just, I don't really get how that's helping, but sure, help you go for it. Maybe it's helping. I mean, it could potentially, like, if it scares him t- into seeing a future that he really doesn't want, but I don't know yeah. for him that's going to. But anyway. Back to our actual podcast. Back to fact. <laughs> back to fact. Woo! All right. So we get to start a brand new arc. Yay! <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, so, Malia, I remember briefly discussing this. Don't worry. We save most of our discussions for this podcast. But briefly discussing um, the arc title and your realization for the last arc title. Such a realization, y'all. It's all lost stuff. Woo! I've accidentally looked at a couple of the arc titles on accident while reading and I'm trying to avoid them. But with this, I didn't realize it. I was just like, well, reaction one was like, ooh, damages. That's creepy and dark. And reaction two was, oh my God, damages. (laughs) So for people who aren't, well, knowledgeable in law like me, um, (laughs) what does that mean exactly? So damages is when you sue someone, right? Something bad has happened to you Mm -hmm. and you sue someone. And that's like the relief that you're seeking um, because to do a lawsuit, you need the court to be able to actually like issue something on your behalf that will actually help fix your problem or you don't have standing, which is a whole other thing. But so there's three types of damages that I could think of off the top of my head. The first one is compensatory damages. That's the idea that we want to make people whole. So if you're in a car accident and it was the other person's fault and you spend $10,000 on medical bills and whatever else, the idea is that that person or more realistically their insurance company will pay you what you had to pay as a result of the accident. So like making you in the same position that you would have been, right? 
And then there's nominative damages. The thing that always comes to mind with me is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift sued some horrible person. Was it Scooter Braun? I don't know. For like familiar. pinching her butt or something like that. And so she requested what are called nominative damages, which is almost always one dollar. And it's a symbolic thing. It's showing like, hey, like I was wronged and you're a fuckface. Um, lots and lots of civil rights claims end up being nominative damages because it's harder to prove um, compensatory damages. But it's a ruling from a court saying like, hey, you're right. That person sucks. Here you go. Um, and then the last type is punitive damages, which are um, rarer, usually requires some sort of special statute or something allowing them to be imposed on someone and that's when we want to punish the person we think that they did something wrong so on top of compensatory damages right making the person whole they'll also be like okay and you have to pay them ten thousand dollars in punitive damages because what you did was like so shitty that we as a society have decided that you should pay for that kind of like not not even pay for that that you should uh be punished okay that's interesting Mm-hmm. I did not know any of that, so. Yeah, I'm currently in, like, damages land, sort of. I'm taking federal courts, and a lot of it is, like, when can you sue the government for damages? Read. Basically never. Um, <laughs> but you can sue the government for injunctive relief, which is, like, so damages is, is like, um, retrospective relief. It's, like, something bad has happened to me, and I, I'm now trying to, like, make that whole. Whereas mm. injunctive relief is, like, prospective. You're looking forward, um, saying, hey, you're doing this thing. Stop doing it. That kind of sucks because there's a lot of shitty things that have happened in retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> you can only sue the government if they give you permission to. It's real bizarre. Yeah, I'm sure that's a great way to make everything fair. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yep. uh. um, oh, but to go back, bonds. Mm. Um, I realized this because I thought about bonds for a second and I'm not in the criminal law sphere, so it took me a bit. But a bond is a formal written agreement where you uh, promise to perform a certain act, right? So usually that's like appearing in court. That's like when you hear like the bond language or bail bondsman or whatever. If you do the thing, you usually get your money back. It's often a deposit. But if you don't do the thing, you like forfeit your deposit or you pay a fine or whatever. Um, Hmm. So thinking about bonds as like (laughs) the coercive means by which um, Blake and Rose are forced into the situation sort of. Um, I guess a bond is like a type of contract. I don't really. So you could kind of say that um, them awakening in itself is a bit of a bond, right? Am I stretching kind that? Kind of. As I was I thinking, mean, I think... like, at least in terms of their agreement, like, not to lie or, or, and all that, because their mm-hmm. they're fine would be being gainsaid <laughs> or to be really fucked. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that applies to the last arc really well. But yeah, my other thoughts were like, wow, that's a really hardcore title. Somebody's going to get hurt. Damages or? Yeah, sorry for damages. Mm. It was just like, oof, that's that's heavy. And then I was trying to be like, okay, is someone be trying to be compensated or be made whole? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that that's that Blake's going to like exact revenge or whatever for whoever killed Molly in this section. But we'll see. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happening. <laughs> I guess we'll have to come back at the end and see if anyone uh, did get some damages and yeah. I guess the law or physical sense. <laughs> we'll just have to see. So our chapter summaries 
I'm changing up my plural stuff. Maybe people <laughs> like that one better. Chapter summaries. Blake and Rose attend the town council meeting. It goes totally fine, and everyone's nice. I don't know, like, him walking out with, like, Maggie and Johannes. I was like, oh, yeah, he's making friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like if you kind of skim. Feeling. <laughs> yeah, just, like, skim over everything else. And it's actually. He gave a speech. Yeah, he gave a speech. There's some kind of weird stuff that is in the middle there, but we can just skim past that. But, like, he made some kind of friendly acquaintances, and then... Yay! Yay! Yeah. Uh, he saved a bunch of money. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, okay, we'll start getting into it for real. <laughs> so, we start out, um, Blake and Rose basically start to prepare for the town council meeting. They try to, I guess, work together, have kind of a... It's kind of a weird conversation, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So... I thought this was funny in my notes. So what my process is like, I read through the chapters normally or whatever, and then I come back and I take notes and read through it slower. So I know what's happened on my reread. <laughs> in my first note, I like made the document and I I, I wasn't even going to write notes. And then I was like, wait, the lawyer wasn't at the fucking council meeting. Like, I, was like, I was so fucking upset. I mean, like, maybe he wasn't, didn't say anything. I was just like, uh, like, cause we don't know what he looks like. So I, uh, 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 I mean, Rose didn't, I don't know. Uh, what anyway. if Laird's the lawyer, Malia? But, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I, I said just, a bold and specific prediction too early. <laughs> <laughs> but like, where is this man? Because it seemed like everyone was there. Maybe he just was like, nah, I like, don't give a fuck about you. Or maybe he's not a practitioner, which makes zero sense. Because how can you ask him about implements if he's not a practitioner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I mean, I guess we'll have to find that out. We'll have to find out. Yeah, I was waiting for um, your rage. i was weirdly wrong about this council meeting but it's okay it was fun that's okay it's like that's all right it's hard to predict that and it's kind of fun to listen to all right well back to them preparing for it so he starts like trying to pick i guess possible weapons or like supplies yeah i thought he was like trying to pick an implement and i was like Blake, what the fuck like slow down blake also maybe not a weapon i don't know i was just kind of like whoa and then it was like oh he's He's making a to-do list and like a shopping list. And this is really good. Um, mm. I thought it was an interesting way for Wildbo to potentially lay out like some obstacles and conflicts that might be coming up in this arc, either to be like, this is kind of what the arc's going to be, or to be like, this is what you're going to think the arc's going to be. And he's not going to get any of this shit. <laughs> this is going to continue <laughs> to be a problem because he talks about money. He talks about the internet, which I was like, does he have a smartphone? Like what is happening? Yeah. It was just really interesting thinking about, oh my gosh, how is Blake going to make money? And how is he, like, I put, um, needing internet access is the biggest hurdle of all cable companies. Like, yes. <laughs> he has to, like, do all this stuff. Oh, no. He can't let anyone in his house. And he's oh, like, I should sure. contact the lawyers. I'm like, how do you contact the fucking lawyers? And then Joel <laughs> still doesn't have his keys back. And I'm anxious about his car. Maybe Joel has extra keys. That'd be nice. Um, I'm like, the police probably fucking seized the car instead of giving it back to Joel. Because civil asset forfeiture is a problem. Even though there was no crime involved, anyway, they pro- I mean, they, it's Blake's. They they think there was a crime involved, almost sure. Yeah, shortly. Everyone hates. But it was it was so. kind of an exciting start to the chapter ish. Yeah, for sure. In a boring, in a really boring way. <laughs> I'm boring. <laughs> I like lists, but I thought it was fun. 
Good thing about the council meeting, three hours before sunset and three hours after it'd be free from interference. <laughs> Woo! And then it's just like, nope. Like, uh, uh, it was so frustrating. I, oh, one interesting thing is if you don't go to the council meeting, is the time during the council meeting, can people fuck with you? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, that seems problematic. Slash, I'm assuming if you don't go, the three hours before and after still count. But no one's been like, and during. Like, no one's like... <laughs> I mean, I guess it's because they all try to, like, get each other executed during. But still, that's the witch hunters. It's not really them, like, casting spells or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but they're voting on it. So, I feel yeah. like that kind of... I'm also... We're not at the witch hunters. But I'm just... Uh, they're curious. I'll, we'll talk about them later. Yeah, Rose isn't doing super hot. <laughs> so... Spending no. a lot of time on her own, it looks like. I'm real worried about her. There's also just, I mean, we talked about how, like, Rose had a lot of privilege compared to Blake, because, like, in her past, which wasn't real. But, you know, because, like, Blake was homeless and, like, his family was sexist against him and different things. Um, mm-hmm. But he was a boy and, like, that was interesting, right? But then it's, like, now it's flipped again. Like, it was inverted, but now it's inverted again. Because, like, Rose is stuck in this mirror and she knows that her, she's going to, like, cease to exist soonish. Maybe. I don't know. We don't know when the vestige thing, power thing runs out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Rose seems to be wallowing a bit, which fair, but also, like, she compares herself to a slave at one point, And I was kind of like, uh, like, you're trapped. Like, I'd say you're like a prisoner. Like, you can't. But you're not doing work. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, she's in a bad mind space, you know? Yeah, but but it also, like, I would still, I would rather be Blake right now. Like, it would suck to be Rose, and so it's been, like, flipped again, and, like, the privilege yeah. and the power dynamic has kind of been... Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, weird and interesting and difficult, and I like thinking about it, and I don't have any good conclusions. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep that in mind. Like a yep. boring thing to say, but. <laughs> <laughs> so Blake starts talking about how it's an old house and how like it's basically not an open concept house. And uh-huh. I was wondering, Jen, like, what is your opinion on open concept? <laughs> I like it. I mean, obviously, like you need some walls for certain things. but <laughs> I mean, in terms of like connecting like the kitchen and the dining area and living room and all that like i'm for it i mean i'm cool with it at least because it makes it look bigger yeah what about you so i used to watch a lot of hgtv while i would um babysit for my friend because <laughs> the only way the baby would sleep is if you were holding him and so we would just put hgtv on or i would and just like watch hours and hours and hours of, like fixer up <laughs> or whatever and so like the hgtv world is like real obsessed with open concept right now mm. and like it does look bigger. I do like natural light, but like I like the ability to get away from people and to have my own space. Yeah. And so I think that like walls and doors are real important. And if you're going to knock down like all the walls and doors, except for like the bedroom and the bathroom, like only two people can live in that house without killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, That's I'm kind of what I think. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping like you have some more room. Well, I mean, hope it, it kind of depends on your house, um, but like, Hopefully you have some more areas rather than just 
the bedroom and bathroom, like maybe have an office or at least outside or something. Our house, like, it's not totally open concept anyway, but like, it's open-esque. I don't I know. Like, well, like, but. yours, it's not just like a big straight shot. It's like, there's a nice living room place and then there's like the kitchen dining area and it's not like we all just are like, can like, are all in the same space, but it's not closed. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm like, to me, like a living room and kitchen, all that's kind of public space anyway. So I'm like, if you want to mm. go away from someone, maybe go into one of the more private spots. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like we all have the money to build and design our own homes anyway. So. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. I'm just no. like. But I, I mean, <laughs> ideally. No, for sure. They both have their good good and bad things for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me see. So you put a note about Blake's site. Yeah, I still don't get it. He's like, I see the spirits. I'm like, okay, but like, are there knives? And like, is it dark? And like, what about your site? Like, what does your site tell me about you, Blake? Fucking nothing. He sees the haze, which like, what the fuck is this? And it like goes away before the council meeting. And I'm like, does this have to do with Blake specifically? Or is this like a weird thing about this town? Who made this? Uh, What is it doing? What is it going to do to Blake? Is it just like, like other bait? Is it just like... You know, come to this spot, others, you'll have a good time. Like, what is it? But also, I don't think his site is just like, I see haze. Like, that's, that's <laughs> lame. So. Well, I mean, he's probably still trying to figure it out. I mean, obviously, like, for Pale, um, their sites were influenced by, like, the Carmine influence, you know, so. That's true. Yeah, so those are going to be a little bit more, like, obviously weird and violent. But I think, say weird and Thinking Verona specifically. So this is weird. Verona's is fucking weird. But yeah. like, I mean, even hers is like, I like the darkness and weird shit. And like, check. And like, Lucy's is like, I have all these fucking knives. Check. And like, <laughs> Avery's like, I just want to like, touch people. Handprints. Connections. Check. Blake's like, things are shiny sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, they probably have a little bit more. Uh, well, I mean, the others are friendlier for one, so they can probably... Hmm. It might be a little bit easier for them to figure out that kind of stuff mm-hmm. off the bat. And you there's know? also just more stuff to see, maybe, because of the carmine energy. Maybe. Blake's like, Grandma, he's reading over the notes that Grandma left about all the people in town. And he seemed to say that she, like, pays a lot more attention to others. And she's really, like, focused on them because they were all these, like, cross-references and, like, scientific names and all this stuff. Because the first time I read it, I thought it was like, oh, she doesn't care about others. She cares more about practitioners. And I was like, oh, because she sucks. And then the second time I was like, no, it says the opposite of that, Malia. And then I was like, oh, it's because like these were her only real friends. But then it's also like she's very scientific and friends again. Strong word. Anyway, she's very scientific and kind of sees them from like in far off observation type way. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe not. These were her, her subjects or like her something. Yeah. And I was like thinking maybe that Blake as like an outsider slash outcast uh, and his time like on the streets will maybe help him be more like empathetic to slash interested in others. Because like it seems like most of the practitioners in Pale like don't give a second thought about others unless it's like, are they going to kill me or can I use them to try to kill someone else? And I'm hoping that Blake, like, forms some good and interesting relationships with others that aren't just fairy, because fairy, like, like, they're, 
they want to fuck with humans, you know, like they're going to like make you notice them or whatever. Yeah. So let me see. Blake goes and finds Rose. She's not looking too good. And so they start kind of talking. She's just pretty upset. She's not doing too good. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what's up with her reaction. Like, it's like funny because I can totally see myself like getting angrier at someone who's trying to help. And I'm trying, I was like trying to pin down why, um, like maybe yeah. she thinks that he's being kind of condescending or maybe she doesn't like want to have hope. Like she wants to just like lash out at things and express her anger or maybe because he's like, how can I help? It's like forcing her to do emotional labor instead of like figuring out ways to help. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's just like, yeah, I, I was like, it was like, I could very much see myself and remember myself having times where I've had a reaction like this, but I can't figure out why and why Rose is doing this. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I feel like just sometimes if you get in a really bad mindset or like you've had a really bad day or if you've had some bad things happen, um, it can, just like you're saying, it can be really easy to kind of stay in that mindset um, mm-hmm. and just kind of lash out at other people who kind of like do things that are going to make you sink more into that. Hmm. And I mean, him asking like, what can I do to help and stuff like that? Like she might be being like, well, I don't freaking know. I don't think there is anything you can do mm-hmm. to help. So mm-hmm. thanks for freaking reminding me. <laughs> um, I mean, it is, it's kind of frustrating to read from Blake's perspective. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. yo, like he's trying, it's not his fault, but it is understandable. It yeah. freaking sucks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting how later... I mean, I think that, like, him buying the mirrors and grabbing, like, 20 of them was, like, a really nice moment and also kind of helps me figure out what Rose is thinking about because he's like, oh, she... I think she almost smiled or whatever or actually mm-hmm. smiled. And it's like, okay, Blake figures out, like... He, he doesn't ask, like, oh, Rose, should I buy these? You know, he just, like, does it. Like, he, like, thinks about her needs and he comes to a conclusion. And he also, like, is doing this thing that allows her to have, like, more agency and, like, not be as trapped. Because, like, by having a lot of mirrors that he's around, you know, like, they can replace them if they break. But also, like, she can always kind of be there physically with him. Which is really nice. Yeah. It is really nice. Yeah, I appreciated how we get an explanation as to, like, how spirits are dumb. <laughs> um, I also am like, it, having come from Pale, where like Verona can like, you know, turn into a cat and they can just like do all this like insane, powerful magic crap to like, oh, if Blake tries to like, you know, feed the spirits some sugar, they're going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> it sucks that like his, his practice won't work. And, like, it seems yeah. like it has been working, so maybe uh, Rose was, like, overblowing it a little bit. But, like, it was, like, <laughs> you have to bully the spirits or, like, show them you have clout. And I was, like, how do you bully spirits? Like, what is that? <laughs> uh, that was fun. Give them salt instead. Be like, I tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not going to go well. Yeah, that wouldn't go very well. Yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> this chapter was a little bit of, like, Oh, Malia, you think this? Haha, <laughs> nope. Um, because we finally get a mention of, like, Grandpa, which, like, Rose is like, Grandma taught 
dad to be a manipulative like shithead and like <laughs> is like no grandpa did and i was like what the fuck like why have we gone like this many chapters without you ever mentioning him and like rose doesn't he, like i'm like does rose know he exists like because rose has already had like slightly different memories and so was grandma rose just like not nah, fuck that guy like rose isn't gonna know shit about him or like what is the deal also later she she's referred to as mrs rose d thorburn so i guess she was married and i'm just wrong all around but <laughs> who the fuck is this man and what is his deal and what is going on also the whole like manipulating lessons reminds me of what's her name um which story? chase's sister how, how in in pale how do i remember chase's name and not her name she's so much better she gets the whole good interlude and layla dies and is that for uh, Fernanda. Yeah, Fernanda. Yeah. I was like, for some reason, I wanted to say something that started with a Y, and then I was like, no, it's Fernanda. See, I wanted to say something that started with an R, and it was really tripping me up. Okay. But yeah, this so reminds me of Fernanda. Yep. <laughs> I think it's kind of cruddy that, like, their family is so jacked up that, like, Blake using basically, you know, an empathetic type of way of speaking, being like, I can't imagine how you feel. You've been put in a horrible situation. Like, that, instead of being like, oh, this person's trying to, like, connect with me and, like, help automatically goes to, like, no, you're being a shithead because <laughs> you're being manipulative. Just, like, because our family would only say something like this if they're trying to get something out of you or be or manipulate you. No, but then he, like, basically admits that, yeah, I am using what, like, dad taught us, like, to be manipulative. Like, he doesn't deny it. And he's also just, like, I'm just trying to, like, use my like skills Wait, to make the situation better he, what so okay he, number one he doesn't deny it and then he says like i'm just using what i have or something because i mean rose knows him you know rose rose would do the same thing which is really funny and also really sad well, if anything it's like manipulating her to try to get her to feel better but he, he's yeah, like no, I manipulation care. i want to help right. you it's not like manipulation i feel like is often not like malicious and self-serving because you you know you try to manipulate Miko to eat like vegetables or <laughs> nice whatever, fail. right? Yes, but that's not a bad <laughs> manipulation if it was successful. That's a good point. I need to try a little harder in my manipulation game in terms of that. But um, <laughs> all right, that's it's also point. like hardcore that their dad explicitly was like, "I'm going to teach you how to manipulate people." I remember our parents like explicitly teaching me like these are manners. And, like, you're a child and, like, don't interrupt adults. Like, wait patiently and things like that. There was no, like, this is how you fucking <laughs> make people do what you want. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's probably like, this is how you be a nice human. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we finally get to the term diabolus. <sighs> yeah. I feel like I need some sort of, like, funeral music here for my first big bold prediction because it seems like she's this <laughs> yeah um which we have seen coming for a while but um yeah. it's um uh it's i mean it's like official yeah it's official yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> she's and a how do we say this diabolist diabolist as a someone diabolist me. like diabolical i guess like Right. Well, I was thinking Diabolist, like, Diab demon. 
but that's not how demons spelled. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Diabolist. So, Blake finally leaves, uh, tries to go buy some supplies, manages to buy a shit ton of mirrors, which makes Rose happy, or at least less pissed off. Tries to buy some actual food, gets thwarted by a lovely family reunion where he gets punched and punches someone in the face. And then he is escorted by Laird to the meeting, having to leave behind all his lovely food, which is very sad. Yeah. At least he got, like, the mirrors and stuff. And also, like, maybe a hatchet and, like, maybe something else. Also, he bought a hatchet. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> My first note was, is fireplaces and stoves a store? Like, Canada. I'm going to Google this now. I've never... Yeah, I did. fireplace. It wasn't capitalized. It just was like fireplaces and stoves. And I was like, what? Is that actually? I'm going to just Google that just to see. Everyone's going to be like, you idiots. It's not a store. Um, <laughs> um, So far, nothing's coming up except for where to buy fireplaces and stoves. <laughs> it seems like a fun place, but like real expensive because fireplaces and stoves are kind of pricey. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have little, like, barbecues and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Definitely yeah. doesn't need to be buying that when he needs fucking, like, food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe little homes for all the demons to live in. So oh, yeah, comfy. that's nice. That'd be nice. That's so... How thoughtful. It's gonna just come back. <laughs> draw, like, a little, like, a circle around it and just stick an oven in each one, you know? Yeah! Aww. And so they're all toasty-toasty. Yeah, I feel like... That tone of voice you're using is not appropriate (laughs) for demons, but (gasps) yeah, never know. Might be a little flame, little spark fluff demon, the fluff. Like, like Calcifer, right? Have you seen Howl's Moving Castle? I think that's his name. Uh, Don't kill me, but I haven't. Oh, you should see it. I've heard it's really good. Yeah. just haven't gotten my act together. Um, But sure, just like that. Sounds right. <laughs> Next, uh, Blake, you should go get some fucking ice cream because you deserve it. So yeah, he bought a bunch of weapony things and some mirrors. Then he went to the grocery store. And everybody fucking sucks. But I guess like their family member did just die. And they're like, this fucker just moved into the house and didn't say anything to anybody else. So I guess it does seem kind of yeah. kind of sus, but... They still suck, though. Yeah, it's interesting that they, like, are kind of convinced that Blake killed Molly, or at least trying to pin that on him. Or You know, like, it feels like the karma has kind of attached itself to Blake and not the other members of this family, maybe. Like, I'm thinking, like, maybe it's, like, consolidated with Blake as the newest, like, Thorburn practitioner or whatever, because maybe that's part of why they're so angry uh, I don't know, because it's been like this family like has hated each other for a long time. Yeah, but it just the whole like, how did you get away with it or what or like how did you murder my daughter? Basically, yeah. like was just like, eh, eh. It's just gotta be so exhausting. Like, why haven't they just all moved to different like parts of the globe by now? You know, <laughs> just like they just get away. The house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah. It's awful. It sucks. 
Yeah, Blake beating up Callan was real great. It felt really like, <laughs> fuck yeah, like you do that. Like I'm like, ooh, survival skills or whatever um, from the streets. But then, and then everyone in the store was like, oh, we're gonna <laughs> just lie and say that you fucking did all this shit because you're not selling that house. <laughs> well, he was like, oh, he attacked me first or something. But then he was like, oh, you did shove him, and like he did shove him. And, like, like Callan, like, put his hand on his shoulder and then he shoves him. And then Callan tries to, like, punch him or whatever. Like, you know, like, like I guess Callan sort of started it. But also, like, if Blake didn't react so strongly to people touching him, it might not have been. I mean, I feel like running at someone to throw a punch when their back is turned is kind of a little bit different than, like, directly responding after someone shoves you. It's not really self-defense anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, like, on Blake's side, but I also yeah. um, like, was kind of like, technically, well. Technically, like, you know, like. He did shove him. Well, yeah, but, like, he did touch him without his consent, which is technically, like. Te- I mean. Oh, wait, battery. Oh, we battery. Can assault and battery. <laughs> Woo! <sighs> okay, so, um, in some states, like, Texas, this doesn't actually matter because, um. This is the United States. We don't assault. know anything about. Or at least I don't know anything about anywhere else. Right. I mean, I, in terms of law stuff, I shouldn't. And like, this probably applies in England too. I don't know if it applies anywhere else. But so there's like assault and battery, right? So battery is what people are talking about usually when they talk about assault. Mm-hmm. Um, battery is like physically touching, it's an unwanted physical touch, <laughs> basically. You can actually batter someone with like cigarette smoke. You can batter you can batter someone lots of different ways, right? But the actual like touch is battery. So you can have battery without assault and you can have assault without battery. Assault is like causing someone apprehension that you are about to like physically touch them in an unwanted way, right? So like making like the f- making someone think that you're about to batter them basically. So if like I walk up behind someone and like punch them in the head there wasn't an assault there or like there was no assault because they didn't know that that was coming sure. but there was definitely battery whereas if i like raise my fist but don't hit the person like that's assault but it's not battery by the way just a throwback to worm it's assault and battery assault and battery Woo! uh and she was like oh and their whole problematic thing it's so fun anyway it is fun anyway um, i'm sorry <laughs> i do think those are great uh Probably better villain names, but still a great, like, duo name. Yeah, definitely better villain names, probably, but... I mean, they're still great, though. I mean, yeah. well, it's it's Assault's fault, because, like, Battery was just Battery. Yeah. 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 Different. Very different. And he was a villain at first, right? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if it makes sense. <laughs> so they both battered each other, but Callan battered him <laughs> first, okay? Because he touched yeah. him. Yeah. So... So basically Laird, at a hilarious stroke of actual good luck, Laird comes in and basically is like, well, I'm going to walk you over to the council meeting. But yeah, didn't get any clothes or food. Just kind of a bummer. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I know Laird's a dick and I know he hates him, like blah, 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 blah. But like, can't you walk him around and like let him buy some clothes or whatever at a store? Like I just, or like some food. I don't know. Like no, I, mean, I mean, I guess I wouldn't have if I was your sworn enemy. But like, man, yeah. I mean, he doesn't really have a reason to, and they had to get to the meeting. So yeah, but like they didn't because they sit there forever. Like they had yeah. time. 
They had time, but they had time. It made me wonder why everyone else was there so early. Like it seemed like they were sitting there for a while. But Yeah. Maybe it's the loopholes. Yeah. So if I figure this out, I might insert some triumphal music here because they're witch hunters. <laughs> I was right. I don't remember if this is the third time they're mentioned, but like fuck yeah. Yes. Although, not to rain on your parade, but you did say that they were not going to be at the meeting. Uh, yeah. But you're right that they're witch hunters. So that's better. That's more Yeah, important. this meeting was not what I expected. But it was really, like, a really neat role. And uh, it made me wonder what the pale community, or, like, the people who've already read Pact, who are now reading Pale, are, like, talking about right now. Um, because I think Elliot has been talking about how... Melissa could be a cool check on Kenneth if she becomes a witch hunter. And having just read this chapter, I was like, oh my gosh, like, like these people, except don't be like these people because they seem to suck. I mean, I don't know about the, the, the boy whose name I don't know yet. I didn't pay attention. Um, mm. But Ava's like a lot and like very excited to murder people. Um, yeah. And I'm not. I think that would be bad and is bad. Uh, and maybe there could be a cool, fun Kenneth version of it, but I don't know. Also, I really, somebody needs to give me the rules of Jacob's Bell because it seems like there's this council meeting and there's all this stuff and there's these witch hunters and there's all these rules and like they almost fucking murder like Maggie Holt for doing something. And like, it doesn't seem like there's a lord of this area, but there's definitely something and I really don't get it. Okay. <laughs> so the meeting starts, um, Based layered peer pressures uh, Blake to introduce himself. So after getting a tentative okay from Rose, Blake introduces himself and drops like this huge bomb on everybody. Then he attempts to negotiate stuff. And then Laird starts discussions on Blake's seals. So I pictured that they were going to meet in a field. I pictured that like there were going to be like seven people max and they all would meet in a circle in a field by some like trees. I don't know why, but that's what I thought was going to happen. Um, I like the meeting in a church. It also makes more sense in a place where it snows a lot to not just like stand in the middle of the field. <laughs> that's true. Um, but I wonder if it's like a fuck you to the Thorburn specifically to meet in a church. If there are some sort of like holy things that contradict the, the mm. demon things or whatever. But I mean, I mean, Blake hasn't done any like demon stuff, but he also didn't like burn up immediately. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess like Rose Senior couldn't have burnt up either or she wouldn't have made it to the council meetings. So that's true. But it probably she, like I wouldn't be surprised if it did or like, something. What? She could levitate so she wouldn't walk on holy ground. Yes, because that's that's what would stop everything. She can do everything. Oh, no, it's the no, wait, wait, Jenny. It's it's the shoes. Her implement. Oh, okay, you're right. Yeah. So she was she was like, her nah, blood, fuck you, holy her ground. Demon shoes. <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Thank goodness we didn't write the story right. <laughs> I feel like what the hell is this? Um, <laughs> yeah, he introduces himself, kind of like pans over the reactions of everybody and. And we, we meet the people, um, mm -hmm. which was exciting. The The Duchamps only give birth to girls, which is real weird, real extra. 
seems practicey. I hope they're not like aborting all their male ch- children. Seems like they're not. Uh, I also wonder what do the dads do? Like, do they usually marry practitioners who have their own thing going, or do they usually marry like people who don't know what's going on and they just hide it from them? Or do they usually get divorced really fast? I don't know. I mean, they're arranging this marriage between the Bahames and the Duchamps, and it seems like that kid's not gonna just like stop being a Baham chronomancer dude. I'm maybe they're all chronomancers. I don't know, but they were interesting. It's just like right off the top, like the Bahames and the Duchamps suck, and everyone else is like maybe kind of cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, and then the witch hunters are scary. But, like, Mara is so fucking cool. She's just like, I've been here before you and I will be here after you. And, like, fuck you, colonizers. And I'm like, yeah. Like, get it. Like, endure. Um, with your badass self. The Briar girl is really interesting. I didn't expect to see a familiar dominant relationship. Mm. Um, but it's neat. It makes me feel super bad for her. But then it's like, oh, this is what practitioners have been doing to others forever. So... Yeah. I also feel bad for others. That's true. <laughs> feel bad. It also seems like there's a lot of others that maybe aren't bound in this town because there's like a whole bunch of them. And like the woman with the the blurry face was mentioned again. So she mm. seems like she'll be significant, which is cool. Um, and then like Patrick is here again, which is cool. I wish that there was like a little more emphasis on some of the other others, particularly. I mean, like fairy are like super dramatic humans, you know, like yeah. they're. It's not like even like the goblins and stuff are like a bit different. And I, I'm just hoping we get more of them. I'm very curious about them and what they're doing. But also, even though there are so many people here and it's like packed to the rafters, the fucking lawyer is not here. <laughs> Can't get over it. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you there. No, I hate it. Um, <laughs> this isn't like a settled prediction of mine and because I want to go back and scan some more stuff about different types of practitioners but like Johannes I'm wondering if he's like a heartless or something similar it like someone who sucks youth away I'm thinking that maybe he like is so young like seeming not because he's actually young but because he like keeps himself looking young Hmm. um which is why partially like he also has like a whole bunch of little children type things around him Hmm. um and so he like takes youth from them and or gives them youth with his weird like carnival like fuck all humans others go wild domain or whatever the crap is happening up there (laughs) um yeah. It's also just like, oh, it's he has the Pied Piper pipes, so he like leads a bunch of children to like their deaths or whatever fun. Um uh. like that realization makes him seem a lot creepier. I could be very wrong. Um, but it seems like maybe he keeps himself artificially young and uh I don't know what to do about his whole the whole like the seal of Solomon doesn't apply in his domain. Like, I don't know what to do with that information. Do people live there? It, I thought innocence lived there. I thought it was like a big strip mall, but like, how could you live there? If like, there's a bunch of others murdering you. I don't know. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> and then, like, I'm excited to go there, but any thoughts on the be. uh familiar as well in terms of that? Her. Uh, no, his familiar seems like his familiar seems like hashtag pure. Like, He's, like, kind of shiny and, like, he doesn't get muddy and, like, Johannes's coat doesn't get muddy. Maybe because his familiar has, like, imbued some of that characteristic onto him and stuff. Like, his, his like, 
Familiar hmm. doesn't seem like he's like rearing to go like Girls Gone Wild or whatever. Like I don't. <laughs> A reference I did not expect you to just make right now. <laughs> like I don't, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but hopefully, shit. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, whenever we inevitably go to the North End, we will learn about the Seal of Solomon a little bit because it may or may not exist there, which is bizarre. I'm sorry. I can't get over that. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was the weirdest. All right. That was, that was out of, that was out of left field there. Not expect that. All right. <laughs> We're just going to keep on going. I'm going to try to just bypass this. Just say, you just, yeah. Every once in a while, you just throw out these weird things. It's all right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it kind of seems like Laird's taking charge of the meeting. And he's like, uh, Blake, come introduce yourself. And so Blake basically is like, Rose, is it okay if I do something impulsive that might, like, help? And she's like, I guess I have to give you an answer. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if she understands what Blake's plan is, because I didn't, but she does, like, agree to it or whatever. It's nice that he asked her. It was also kind of a interesting, like, coup claim thing, maybe, with, like, making Laird ask over and over. Mm. Blake sort of pointed that out, I think. But it just, yeah, I thought I thought Blake did a good job with this. I thought it was, like, real dramatic. And, like, the spirits might like it. Um, I also thought it was, like, maybe smart. I mean, like, why not make packs of non-aggression or whatever with some people? Like, that's cool. I also thought it was better than going up there and just being like, hi, please don't kill me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I was kind of like, yeah, cool. I, I, I mean, I've read through this twice and I still am kind of under, or I'm still kind of confused as to, like, what Laird was doing i mean i guess he was like <laughs> like let's embarrass you in front of everyone um by being like no <laughs> one's gonna take your deal but like he they only talk i mean Walbo can't have all 152 others or whatever like talk in this meeting i get it um but it's just i i was kind of like yeah patrick like you were totally overlooked um but also <laughs> wow patrick you're so fucking annoying like please let it go and like <laughs> I don't know. It just, I, I wasn't sure how this like completely fucked Blake or if it did or whatever. Like it just seemed like, I don't, I don't know. What do you think, Jenny? What happened? <laughs> I think from his point of view, if he can kind of get a bit of a read on what people are thinking right then, then he can kind of see for one, like, yeah, I guess which way people are leaning as opposed mm -hmm. to letting everybody split and having to like, Hmm. people potentially going to Blake and talking to him later without kind of knowing. Um, whereas hmm. now, like, he kind of knows, like, which people are more likely to be on his side versus, like, yep. they, you know, even if they don't go over to Blake, from a tactical standpoint, like, strategically, it makes sense. That's fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was kind of, like, cool that Maggie was, like, maybe interested um, but then she's like, well, I guess not because this is somehow a trap or something. Mm -hmm. um, 
I also, uh, the Briar Girls answer made me really happy because it was like, I'll do it. Or like, or I don't know what she was agreeing to, but she was just kind of like, hi, I want all the land behind his house. Like, yeah, like, I want all And I was like, that. yeah, <laughs> like as a domain. And then just like, I was just like, yeah, like, <laughs> I was sort of right about thinking about the Briar Girl in connection to large swaths of land. But I think she might also have just been like, or, you know, her bear or whatever mm-hmm. might also have just been like, ooh, like, I want it, which was cool. I was kind of curious, like, just when Maggie was talking to Laird and being like, why is this so much worse than, like, because she was talking about, like, <laughs> how. Why are demons scary? Or, like, so much scarier, I guess, because she was like, I've kind of experienced something real bad, like, wiping out of town, essentially. So, why is this so much worse? (laughs) (laughs) What did you think about, like, I guess, Laird's explanation or, like, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it was real dramatic, but Mm -hmm. also, like, helped to hammer home the point, the whole, like, like, if one of those things was coming and I, I knew it and I couldn't do anything about it, like, I would, like do whatever I could to like kill my wife and children like before it could come because I love them that much or whatever. Yeah. Was like real dramatic. And, but like yeah. thinking about like Barbatorum, I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> I <think> that's fair. <laughs> um, I think it was like, it felt a little showmanshipy and mm-hmm. also like a little traumatizing for all the kids to say that right in front of them. But like, I guess that's their life. Yeah. Like, they're part of a practitioner family. I guess he's, he did say, I do have measures that should be effective. So, like, what do you think those measures are? Uh, maybe it has, like, like sprinklers that have, like, holy water mm. um, in his house. And maybe, like, like automatic fire thingies. Uh, it's uh, like a demon detection system that, like, will just go off and, like... Well, it's like Barbatorum could get into his domain. Like, I'm just like... What do you do about that? Other than, I guess, lots of, lots of different circles. I don't know if salt would be important or good. Uh, you could do talking about holy binding, salt water. Holy salt water. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's that. They should just make a moat. Get a moat with holy so salt water. Yeah, yeah, maybe lots and lots of, like, electricity. Like, like goblins can't cross pipes that have like water or electric current or whatever running through them and like maybe this dude is sort of a goblin and so maybe maybe that would just like wire your whole house it's true uh i'm sure that he has something a little bit better than that Mm -hmm. but i but they don't know that it's barbatorum for one they're just like any demon yeah 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 and you wouldn't want to prepare specifically for just barbatorum because there's a bunch of different types that presumably right. um, get the food you. one from the diaries. <laughs> fur fur. Fur fur. Fur fur. Ah! I want to meet fur fur. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not in real life. <laughs> and the story. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Maggie's like, well, this seems like too much of a trap. So drat you. Um, I do what I want. Um, yeah, it seems like she's made some sort of oath to not swear, and I'm wondering, like, why, and, like, to who, and just, I wonder if it was, like, an impulsive, like, find me thing, or if it was, like, calculated in an exchange for something else somehow. Mm-hmm. 
don't know. Briar Girl, yeah, she won. She wanted a ton of land, and they're like, no. So she just said no. <laughs> yeah. And then Patrick got offended, even though he wasn't like a part of this really. <laughs> I mean, no, but he is right because oh, like is, it seems like but... Blake was offering it to like all the other, like to everyone. That's true. right. So. Yeah, this was like a very practitioner move on Laird's part to be like, I'll focus literally on the practitioners and no one else. But then he's just like wasting everyone's time because he's just like, he doesn't even want, or he's like not even going to get the thing that they are offering because they're not offering it. It's just like, maybe this is what I would have offered. And then he's like, okay, that's great. And it's just like fucking, like, it just reminds me of like, like dumb, not dumb, just like annoying people in meetings who are like wasting everyone's fucking time. Like, we have other shit to do, Patrick. Move on. Like I'm, I'm not really feeling, like, the fear, um, <laughs> you, sh- you know, that, like, people get, like, of the fae, you know, when you're talking about it. I'm just kind of getting, like, big annoying, you know? Oh, you- I mean, this is really scary and bad, and the whole, like, I want every, like, a whole generation of your children to, like, fucking play with, and, whoa. like, it's, like, not great. <laughs> it's just, like, all right, move on, like... <laughs> I don't know, Jen. I have I have demons to fuck with. I can't I can't be scared by fairy. I mean, I don't have the emotional it's energy. It's not mutually exclusive. I guess so. <laughs> you got to pick one, then that's fair enough. Pick your demons. Like until like Blake and or Rose are like captured by the fairy or whatever the fuck. Like I'm, I don't have. I can't. I can't be afraid of them. I don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You gotta save your emotional like strength you know for what's important the specific lifespan thing he talked about too just like in terms of patrick oh yeah fucking creepy yeah i wonder if that is their actual lives because he didn't say like that it was but it was very specific yeah yeah that's the thing it's like it could be and then that's extra jacked but he didn't specifically say that that was all their lives i don't know I mean, either way, it was said to try to mess with them, and they didn't react, but you never know how that's going to be messing with their heads. Um, The ending of the council meeting was kind of confusing to me. They talk a little bit about Molly's murder and the investigation, and then they pivot from that to, like, talking about Toronto and Ottawa, and I was like, is this about Molly's investigation or, like, Molly's death? Like, are you worried people are going to come in and try to investigate that? Or is this, like, about the town expanding? Because it's like, oh, nobody really seems interested but us. And so I'm kind of like, oh, or something. Like, it seems like maybe they're worried that a lord or something will come in and try to, like, take over if the town expands in, like, a way that doesn't keep a good power balance or something. Do you have thoughts? (laughs) No. (laughs) Was I supposed to not know what they were talking about i'm not gonna lie can you repeat <laughs> a little bit what you said just because i was trying to like skim over this at the same time so right well, just so they're like molly's investig- like the investigation of molly's death and then they're like does toronto something and does ottawa something and like what about the like greater toronto area and what about like and it was like we're the only players here and i was like it seemed like it was setting the boundaries for the story as to who I'd have to worry about, but I wasn't sure like what the fuck they were talking about. I mean, I guess you'll find out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be 
helpful whatsoever. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah, they did a vote, and two people voted to execute Maggie. Everybody else was like, no. Yeah, I I wonder what Maggie did. It's another, like, I'm like, you're not even going to say what she did. Like, what is this? And also, like, the witch hunters are scary and want to murder people, and they're not great. They're, like, really, really bad cops um, and assassins or something. It was interesting, the whole, like, they vote by implement and, like, Blake not being sure if he was allowed to vote, like, if he didn't have an implement. And also, like, does that mean none of the others can vote? Because, like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. That's true. That would be bad. And then also, I just like that Briar Girl was just like, yep, fuck this girl. Like, I feel like the 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 bear is like, yeah, if another, or like, if there's a chance a practitioner can die, let's do it. Like, I just feel like he's like, not oh, Kevin, the humans. <laughs> Um, and yeah. then also, it seems like Maggie and that Bahame boy have some history because he was just like, eh, I'm fine if she dies. I was like, okay, like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> yeah, like, hmm, like, you all seem pleasant people. So, meeting ends um, 7.44. Said the stores closed in 12 minutes. And so didn't really think he quite had enough time to go get food, which is kind of sad. But basically, they're walking back home and end up talking to Johannes and Maggie, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yay. Friends. Friends. <laughs> yeah, it sucks that, like, the stores close at eight. This is, like, another signal that it's a small town. And I mean, like, I guess that's not a crazy early time. Um, But it's not, like, I mean, I could go to... Are Target's 24-7? I don't even know. I feel like Target's are open till at least 10 or whatever. You know, like, it just seems a little early. Yeah, it is um, a little early. Yeah. So, the conversation with Johannes was interesting. I feel like I like Johannes, but I don't trust him, obviously. Like, he's a probably major antagonist. I mean, it could be fun if it flips around. Um, like, it seems like Maggie's gonna kind of be an ally-ish, I think. Um, they're at a similar level of power and stuff, whereas Johannes has a whole bunch of other crap going on, and he's also, like, for a price, and, like, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, I also... He lays out two kind of options for them, like, seeming to suggest that, like, at the next council meeting in a month, they're probably going to vote on whether or not to, like, execute Blake. And so he needs to win people over or whatever. So it seems like the two options are, like, Johannes can help, whatever that means, or he needs to like win enough people over to not vote for him to be executed. Yeah. Which is interesting and stressful and a fun new timeline mm -hmm. deadline thrown into the mix. Yeah, like good freaking luck, man. Yeah. Especially if it's like, Oh, you can't leave your house. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then the whole, and then the whole North end absurdity where they're like, there's no seal. And I'm like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> have to see. Maybe we'll be able to take a field trip someday. Maybe we'll never know. We're definitely going to the North End. <laughs> we're we're definitely, definitely going. going. Yeah. So it's too good of a setup to <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Um I like Maggie. I hope that she and Blake manage to be allies or something. Because like she wants books and he yeah. has lots of them and he needs a friend and she exists and uh i don't know i just 
this whole town and everything is very toxic with the whole like there's a lot of language about like I might have to use you and like you'll use me and like there's just a lot of like like I use my friends for like social companionship mm-hmm. and uh you know sometimes they'll drive me to the airport or like you know but it's it's not like I'm getting things out of my relationships with these people but it doesn't have to be like selfish I don't know I and like these practitioner relationships are just so like I mean, on the other hand, though, like, it's kind of nice that they spelled it out. Yeah. As opposed to, like, been thinking that but not really spelling it out. I feel like that's could be almost a step, like, a show of good faith, in a sense. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I really like her scrapbook. Um, mm. I was wondering if she, like... I'm one, I'm curious as to how Maggie was introduced to the practice. If like I'm thinking maybe she stumbled on something, like the route to that she came across like a thing and then realized magic was real or whatever, as opposed to like being in a family or making a deal with some others. And maybe I don't know. I just I really I appreciate her drive. I appreciate like her scrapbook. Yeah, I do too. I don't know. What I do like you think her. about her being a goblin queen? Yeah, that's really surprising. I'm, I'm like assuming that's what she is or something just because like she has those two goblins with her that don't say anything, which was weird. I'm like goblins usually fucking anyway. She's surrounded by fairy all the time or whatever. Like she comes in and they're all like hanging all over her and sit right next to her. And it was just like, I would think that they wouldn't want anything to do with her. She also doesn't seem as like hardcore as the um, American Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Like, maybe she's not. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. It's just surprising that fairy are so interested in someone who, like, fucks with goblins at all. That's true. They also haven't been very... I don't know. I'm I'm surprised they didn't, like, talk the whole way back and, like, fart and do a bunch of stuff. I just want to note that I think that Maggie, when she's leaving says that she feels it makes her feel blue and i think that was like a blue balls joke definitely which i didn't get until the second time i read it and then rose like doesn't get it at all either and i was just like like (laughs) yeah it's pretty funny (laughs) poor maggie not being able to swear she obviously really wants to and it's really funny like yeah it was good (laughs) (laughs) think you're sad no damn it (laughs) dang it no jeez so anyway so now they head on home um Rose still isn't in a great place. Still not really doing that good in terms of talking. Still comparing her to being a slave and him being the master, um, which is a little. This felt not fair and not true because, mm-hmm. like, Blake did not imprison her. Blake is not forcing her to work. Blake is not forcing her to do anything. Blake like has expressed a desire to free her and has like tried to help her out. Like it's almost just like she's like trapped in a prison and he's just like on the outside being like hey yeah like i just don't have a key but yeah like it's not rose is not blake's bound other that he forces to go do things for him yeah you know it's true it does suck but no it does suck yeah yeah and we learn what she is sort of yeah so say she's a vestige or a vestige. 
I say vestige. I don't know. Oh, I like vestige better. Oh, all right. I just said vestige, but it kind of reminds me of more fun. If you say vestige, vegetables, vegetables. <laughs> Anyone get that reference? Probably not. Really. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Yeah, vegetables, vegetables, <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> But yeah, so the idea, from what I understand, is that vestiges or vestiges are somewhere between a simulacrum and an echo. They haven't used the word echo in this book, and I don't know why. They keep saying ghost. I don't know if I didn't think those were different. I don't know. I mean, Blake still doesn't kind of know anything, right? But I feel like the book should have said echo and not ghost. Because he reads the book to be like, what is this? That's true. Let me see. It says that in the book. I don't think it actually says ghost in the book. Or it doesn't tell us if it does or not. That's fair. Um, Maybe while both trying to like... Because he also hasn't done like sight with a capital S yet. And maybe he's either hasn't figured out all the terms or he's like easing us into it. Probably. But... Yeah, so to me it seems like that Rose is like the echo of Blake, like the desire for Blake to be a woman is still kind of what I'm going with. I mean, like, or maybe she's a flawed simulacrum, but why didn't grandma Rose just make like a perfect one? I don't know. I'm curious as to what her power source is. Uh, It's also like she's disappearing and that sucks a lot. And no wonder she's like so upset. Yeah. Um, I'm I I hope we find out. I mean I feel like we'll find out why grandma did this. Hope maybe hopefully it's for more than just to get around the whole why ever she had to pick a girl thing. Yeah. Not clear. We'll see. Uh I mean, it's probably not a wholesome reason. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they kinda of talk about that and then they do come up with an interesting strategy to use against Laird, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. which Definitely sounds like nothing could go wrong. <laughs> it sounds like such a bad plan. Like, like, well, the the plan of like get them out, like sick the Mounties on Laird is like such a dumb idea and won't work because Laird is the Mounties. You know, just like that's not happening. And also, your karma's bad, Blake. Like, you can't order pizza. Like, what? Um, <laughs> and then like, I yeah, the getting his kids interrogated is like real funny, and I like that more. But it's also like your dad's the chief of police. Like, that's. You're, eh. they're not going to believe you over the Bahames, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens or if they go in this direction or if they go in another one. It'll be funny. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now we're getting to Malia's bold and specific prediction of the week. Yeah, I was excited because this week I actually thought of one without really having to think about it. And it's funny because I've kind of made a joke about this in the past mm-hmm. um, and like kind of discussed it a lot, but I'm going to say officially that I think that Blake is going to take Rose as his familiar. Ah, um, okay. I, th- I think that this will allow Rose to leave the mirror and I mean, it's just like, she's a friendly, like this will, it's like snowdrop, right? This will allow her to continue to exist. Um, she's mm-hmm. also like friendly. They're also a good team. They work together. Um, he doesn't have to go find some other, other and like like work 
out some sort of like deal with them and get to know them. Like, I mean, I guess I don't know exactly how powerful Rose is, but like if they were going to do a shitty familiar anyway, like might as well like start with the one right there and help out your girl um, True. and like get a little power boost maybe and then move on. Um, okay. So yeah, that's, I think, I mean, maybe I just like have just read Palin. So I'm thinking a lot about Snowdrop, but I think that's where this is going. Okay. Awesome. I like that. I also like the, you, you said it's not that big of a bold and specific prediction, but I still like what you're talking about, Johannes, in terms of like being a heartless practitioner. Well, I think it's, it's just like, I think that's a like solid prediction. I'm just not quite sure that I'm totally settled on it as like. Did you buy it? Yeah. Totally. Well, I just, I'm not sure if heartless is the right descriptor, but I do think mm. that he has like artificially kept himself youthful via the practice. Okay. And that that ties into his whole weird Pied Piper shtick. I'm also confused as to why like this like glowing and pure astral body wants to hang out with the Pied Piper, but like whatever. I mean, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, we're going to go into our pale in comparison part. Um, or again, we kind of talked about pale throughout the podcast and little snippets. How do you think this, I guess, town, I was going to say town council, town council meeting <laughs> compares to some of the meetings that we've had in Pale? Yeah, I think it's really, I mean, it's it's interesting. It In Pale, like the Kenneth others meetings, I don't know what they were like when Miss was in charge, but with mm-hmm. Matthew and Edith in charge, like they're in Matthew and Edith's house. Um, which is a private place, whereas these are, they're in a church. They've like fucking, they're like, yeah, we take this shit over. So that they seem more hidden in pale and kind of more out in the open impact. Jacob's Bell has regular meetings that everyone is invited to. There's specific rules around the meetings. And I mean, like pale doesn't need that because they're all supposed to not kill each other all the time anyway. But it seems, I can't think of, like a regular schedule if maybe like the practitioners just aren't like invited regularly mm-hmm. it seems like um i mean there's been a bunch of meetings that the kenneteers aren't invited to and i'm not sure if there is like a regular schedule it's also in pale it's a meeting of a bunch of like allies who are trying to make something work we're in pact i think they are trying to make jacob's bell work but it's a meeting of a bunch of like people who fucking hate each other and are trying to like one up each other so maybe they need more rules yeah, I mean, having votes once a month on, like, who you want to try to <laughs> murder. murder. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Haven't done that in Pale, so. Not yet. Yay. There's points for Pale. Hey, <laughs> forget it. Any other thoughts on that? Just, like, it's interesting seeing the different ways that practitioners try, or, and others, try to, like, engage in self-governance. Um, hmm. and it's kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's kind of interesting seeing like the difference between one meeting that is run by others versus one that's run by practitioners. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So our discussion question for this week, basically, is we're seeing how much Rose's life sucks, and <laughs> also how much Blake's life sucks right now. Would you rather be? Rose, Blake, or Charles? 
Malia thought that we should just leave it to Rose or Charles, which is fair. But I still think Blake's life sucks a lot, man. So. Yeah, I I feel like right now, I mean, I I guess I would always rather be Blake is my thinking because Mm -hmm. Rose is trapped in a mirror and Charles is forsworn, right? And like, that sucks. Right now, I would rather be Charles than Rose, but I would rather... Like, I think Rose is going to get out of the mirror world, which means I would rather be Rose than Charles. Mm. <laughs> but I'm interested in to all, as to all of y'all's thoughts. I also know that Blake is, like, the unfortunate slash unlucky protagonist. So please, 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 please don't spoil anything for me. Slash um, use spoiler tags judiciously yes. if you're going to pull in later stuff. Because yes. um, it seems like Blake's life might get worse. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I guess he does have like power, so that's true. But yeah, but we'll, well still I mean, leave he can, it. He can walk around, and he can he can walk around. Um, yeah, so I mean, if Blake or Charles, though, I don't know. Yeah, Charles can probably order pizza. Maybe not. He can't have know. like a credit card or anything, right? Well, he does have the help of the help of like the pale, like right. the Charles kind of others, not so. right? The um. Charles is not your average Forsworn. Yeah, he's got a little bit better than your yeah. average Forsworn. Um, yeah. Like, it ain't like we added Seth's name in there. Although he still has it better than the average Forsworn too, because Nicolette's protecting him. I mean, one thing we can agree is that it sucks to be all of them. So you just have to pick which <laughs> one sucks the most to you, um, or the least. Yeah, whichever one. Is it which one sucks the most? Whatever. It's fine. Pick whatever you want. <laughs> just write just write something. <laughs> all right. Tell us well, your thoughts. Tell us your thoughts. Pretty please. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to support Wild Bo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. All right, our fun fact for the week. Um, The first person convicted of speeding was going eight miles per hour. Specifically... Walter Arnold of the English village of Paddockwood, Kent, in 1896. He's going four times the speed limit in his 19th, I know, 19th century bins. I guess the speed limit at the time was two miles an hour. He got a vroom, ticket. Vroom. <laughs> what was that? Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Okay. Thank you. Um, the constable had to chase him down on his bicycle and he issued him a ticket for four pounds. Seven shillings. Yeah, that's sort of a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, the four times the speed limit, man. (laughs) It's a lot. Yep. (laughs) All right. Everyone have a good week and hope you enjoy the podcast. Yep. Bye. Bye.